We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Arcan and Don Darrow on WEEI. WEEI. Jones. Step. He's going to throw a deep ball up in the air. Broke it up. And it's over. The rally falls short. The Patriots have lost four of their last five. And it just feels like a role reversal. What Cincinnati did to New England today. Welcome in. Hello, Sports Radio WEEI. It's Christian Arkan. It is Mark Dondero here. It's a Patriots Monday. And uh, I warned you, folks. I warned you this team was going to ruin your Christmas. <laughs> and, uh, I think some of you took my warning seriously. I think some of you didn't. And uh, that was the type of game where you really get sucked into it. Uh, Mark Dondero, how you doing, my friend? Christian, Merry Christmas. Good to be with you. Merry yeah, Christmas I might have too. swore during Mass once or twice when I caught when what was going on there Christmas Eve. Um you were right. There's nothing else I could say. You were right. That was, and not only did they lose, but they lost in horrific fashion once again. Coming back, actually looking horrible to start the game defensively, offense. I mean, it looked as bad as it could look to start the game. So everybody was already in a bad mood by whatever one thirty. Yes. But then to come back, and you know, I feel good about the comeback. And I know there was a lot of chatter out there about the fight, and you know, we never gave up, and all these things. That's fine. But they come back, it is what it is, and then they lose. Again, you know, they were down there to win it. They should have won. They fumble. They lose. It just started so freaking bad. Mm. I mean, why does it have to be like that and start that poorly, especially with the playoffs still? We talked about going into the game. This was the playoffs. Yeah. You got to put it behind you. Still is, though. Still is the playoffs. We can get to that. Uh, Still alive somehow. And come out with a better effort than that. And to start the game that slowly is demoralizing. It I, is. I don't care what happens later in the game. If they could have won, I know, but that's demoralizing. All right, main takeaway for you, the slow start. Uh, Turpin back there, what was your main takeaway from the game today? Good things happen when you throw to your best receiver. Yeah. That's my main takeaway. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it's been all year, but it's time to get Kendrick Bourne involved. Yeah, something they didn't really do much in the uh, first half of the game. Um, Bourne really coming alive more uh, more so in the second half. He had that one. Uh, it was like a jet sweep, but it was more just like a pitch to the left there. Uh, it completely got him, uh, caught him off guard. Big chunk play there. He had that uh, leaping catch and triple coverage 
which sort of reminded me. Remember that catch he made last year against Dallas? Yes. Uh, reminded me a lot of that play. Got up there, really timed his jump right, and uh, took the ball away from the defenders. Was a difference maker. I mean, he was a difference maker in that game. He helped get him right back into it and uh, caught the touchdown pass that wasn't a <laughs> wasn't a tribute to Franco Harris there with the immaculate reception, which we'll get to in just a minute as well. Uh, my main takeaway is for the second straight week, you talked about the way they started the game. You're talking about Kendrick Bourne. For the second straight week, a disastrous mental error has doomed this team. And that, I think, is something that, you know, I can, I can handle a bad start. I can handle, you know, Kendrick Bourne not getting all the snaps I think he deserves because I really think Kendrick Bourne, a lot of people are talking about him like he's Devontae Adams today. And I think he's a good player, but it's getting a little ridiculous. Um, I cannot. I cannot get past the idea that this team, if they just weren't so stupid, if they weren't so stupid, it could be nine and six today. You know, like I really think that that's about where we'd be. I think that's about where this team would be if they could just grow a brain and, and, and stop shooting themselves in the foot at the end of all these games. It wasn't quite as dramatic as what happened against the Raiders. Nothing's ever going to top that. That was an all-time what the bleep you remember where you were type of play. All right, that Chandler Jones play. Nothing's going to top that. But if that hadn't happened, we would be talking about this game and that Ramondre Stevenson fumble in the red zone with a minute left in the game in a game that you were controlling at that point. We'd be talking about that like it was one of the biggest gaps in Patriots history. We would. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. That was how bad that fumble was. And this is the second straight week now that you've seen, and I hate to say it because Stevenson's right at the middle of it, and we'll get into that a little bit more as well. Uh, second straight week that you've seen this team completely done in by a hideous mental error. And I just, you know, you're this far into the season. You've made it this far. You're still alive in the playoffs, Don Darrell, like you just said. It's astonishing to me that a team that lets themselves have this many lapses uh, can still be alive right now. And you look at, like, the Rams and the Broncos and the really bad team. Because the Patriots aren't a really bad team. I don't think they're good, but they're not really bad. But when it comes to situational football, when it comes to basic common sense with a lot of these things, oh, my God, they got to be last in the league in all of those. It's really something. I'm going to tell you another thing that's so disappointing to me. Okay, when you talk about the last two games, specifically the last two losses, arguably their best players on offense have been the ones in the crunch time that haven't gotten it done. And yeah. I'm talking about Ramondre Stevenson a little bit in that game against the Raiders where he pitched it off and then Jacoby Myers turned it over. Two of your, I mean, those are two of your centerpieces from a production standpoint on offense. And then last uh, Saturday, Stevenson fumbles and Nick Folk, who has been the best, most productive guy on the team for stretches at points, misses two extra points where if he just hit the extra points, now I know kicking was a problem for everyone, even McPherson, but if you just make the extra points, you just need a field goal. These are your best productive players coughing up these games. Yeah. And like you said, where would they be had they won the last two weeks? It's it's sickening to see how it has progressed this way. I don't even know. You get into the weeds. I don't know why some of these things go on. I don't know why guys are running routes and kissing each other at the top of routes. I don't know why the spacing is terrible. It, it, but there is... I don't know when the changes are going to come. Every week I'm, I'm rejuvenated with hope that is unfounded. Mm. And I don't know when it's going to happen. Hey, they get a breath of fresh air yesterday when the Dolphins lost. Maybe this week they're going to come out and look differently to start the game and look like... 
That, that was stunning to me that they started the way they started on defense and offense. That's inexcusable and stunning. I blame everyone. Yeah, that uh, the way that game started was embarrassing. You know who I felt really bad for at, the, at, at halftime? I felt really bad for that guy right. that Kraft invited up into the, <laughs> the uh, owner's box. Uh, Jerry, whatever his name was. Edmund, I think it was. Jerry or Larry Edmund, whatever his name. Uh, I felt bad for that guy. Because here the owner has done you this nice favor, and you have to be like, oh, God, I'm a fan of this team. I don't want to watch this. I don't want to see. I don't want to be sitting next to the owner watching this ass team not score any points and get carved up by Joe Burrow, which is how that first half went. I mean, offense, nothing was working in the first half of that game. And uh, we'll certainly get to it because that first half was so bad. It was so putrid, so heinous. That uh, you heard the fans in that in that state. You heard the fans at Foxborough. They made it known that they were not happy with what they were seeing on offense. Uh, they made it known that they were not happy with what Mac Jones was doing. There were loud Bailey Zappi chants, and uh, on defense, really, it wasn't much better. I mean, you you couldn't you couldn't have had a, a first half go as badly as that one did. Watching the defense struggle on the quick snaps for that second touchdown to the crocodile hunter there. Um, some of the play, Jamar Chase had one doink off his shoulder pad that should have been a touchdown. They could have won that game by more. Um, you really didn't see anything to feel good about in that first half. And I think you're right, Mark. I mean, you, you, you dig yourself a hole like that. It's no surprise you couldn't dig out of it. Yeah, even the coaching. Like, what? How, how come? Why was there no challenge on the play? I think it was, what was it, third and 17 to chase along the sideline. He caught it. got the first down, like, inside the five-yard line. Oh, and then went down. looked like he lost the ball. Immediately it looked like he lost the ball. Why no challenge there? You know, that's a big, that could be a big play. And instead they get the ball. Now, luckily, I think they ended up kicking the field goal. But it's like, what is going on? Yeah. And it... You know, I just don't understand. It's one thing if the offense is in there, and credit to the defense, they did turn it around. I don't know how to view the comeback. They were trying to spin it in a positive way. I didn't really feel all that positive. I didn't really feel all that confident they were going to win the game, even when they had the chance to win the game. I, there was, you know, I give Matt credit where credit is due. I guess he completed passes. It looked better in the second half, but there was a lot of flukiness associated with the comeback. Sure. You said the bouncing ball off the. I mean, it. why haven't things changed to this point in the season? It's the same thing. They go out there, they're in shotgun all game, throwing it all game. They threw it, what was it, three times they threw it, went under center? That was, I mean, that was on Saturday, I didn't even notice yeah, that. I yeah. did it quick, it was like four, three times under center. They threw the ball from that formation with the quarterback under center. Mm-hmm. I, they've had success doing that. It opens up. Dan Orlovsky, I think, was on this show talking about how when you're under center, if you don't have elite weaponry, it can open up windows. Why don't they do that more? Why don't you do anything else differently? I'm not a Bailey Zappi guy. I don't want them to go to Zappi. But at this point, I don't know what else to do. I'm looking for some sort of change. I'd like to see that with Mac Jones in there because I think he's better, but you have to change something. Yeah. I can't stand watching this shotgun, run the ball, run the ball, throw it. Run the ball, run the ball, third down, throw it. Nowhere. Screen, screen, shotgun, incomplete, bad run. I can't stand it anymore. Okay? That's how those first two drives went. Run, run, pass, run, run, pass. First time he got sacked, second time he tried to throw a screen and no one was ready to catch it. And those were the plays they rehearsed. 
Those are the plays they did the walkthroughs on. Like really, really something. It was uh, astonishing how bad it that first half was. My house was a disaster. I'm I'm watching the game. I'm getting pissed. My wife's trying to get me out of the house. I, I'm, I haven't done a thing to help the kids get ready. I'm going to church. I'm pissed. I'm swearing in the car. Quiet. Like I didn't hear this. It, it was a mess. Yeah, that's tough. All right, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. That's the phone number. Mac Jones will join the show at three o'clock. We will talk to Mac at 3 o'clock. That, according to the Patriots, who have never led us astray before. Uh, When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that bad first half. And uh, not just the fans at Gillette calling for Bailey Zappi. They were calling for Bailey Zappi on the CBS broadcast. We'll get to that next. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Patriots fell just short of a Christmas miracle on Saturday in their 22-18 loss to the Bengals. Despite scoring 18 unanswered points in the second half, Ramondre Stevenson coughed up the ball in the final minute as the Patriots fell to 7-8 and on the season. The Pats are still alive in the playoff picture, though. All they have to do is simply win out. The Celtics defeated the Bucks 139-118 yesterday. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown combined for 70 points. Boston told a 29 assist and finally got the three ball to fall again as they shot 48% from deep. The Celtics will look to notch their third straight win tomorrow night as they host the Houston Rockets. And the Bruins return to action tomorrow night as they head to Ottawa to take on the Senators. And in some NFL news, the Denver Broncos have fired head coach Nathaniel Hackett after just 15 games. I'm Justin Turpin. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. It's Arcan and Don Darrow on WEEI. So they will take a knee. Complete domination by the Cincinnati Bengals in the first half here in Foxborough. Mac Jones, first man to the locker room. I'm telling you right now, if I'm if I'm Coach Belichick, I think about changing quarterbacks. I go back to Bailey Zappi. You got to get something going here. Reminds me of the Jets on Thursday night. You know they were lifeless offensively. All of a sudden they put in Strevler. Strevler takes over, and all of a sudden everybody picks up their level of play. Right now, the offense of the New England Patriots is completely lifeless. Yes. Hey, you uh, what would you do? What would you do? Absolutely got to make a change. I mean, I mean, right now, I mean, this, and it's been lifeless for a while. All right, so it's not just me. So it's not just us. I don't mean you as in us, but I mean, you know, the zappy train. Yeah. And we'll be talking with Mac Jones here in a minute. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt me to say this, but uh, 
you know, that was uh, that was the type of half that generally I think gets uh, gets a player bench, gets a quarterback bench. Yeah, but let me ask you that this first half was was so. But you you said it. I mean, that was that was brutal, and everyone watching it, you know, was sort of watching it, going, "This offense needs something. It needs a spark. It needs something." And the clear answer for everybody watching in the in the stadium and the people chanting it, as well as the uh, CBS halftime, that was uh, I believe that was Boomer and Bill Cower. Uh, at the CBS halftime, they both and all said, uh, go to Bailey Zappi. Bill Belichick did not. I think that was probably the right move, considering how the second half went. I'm not sure Zappi could have done much better there uh, in that second half. Mac did get him in the end zone a couple of times. But, um, you know, it's become, the refrain is pretty loud at this point. Okay, so you know, people know how I feel about the whole Bailey Zappi thing. I think he was a little flash in the pan against bad defenses, and I don't really care. Okay, whatever, I do. they do need a change. But my question would be, the first two-third downs of the game, okay? Again, huge game. You get an opportunity, especially against a quarterback like Joe Burrow. You know he's probably going to score. You're not going to shut him down, even though they did do a great job in the second half. Right. You get two-third downs, third and whatever they are, four and third and six. On the first one, you have two players run into each other and fall to the ground. I know. It's a th- third down. But they- the only reason that happened, Mark, is because he d- I think he had Smith open at the very beginning. I think John Smith was open over the middle, and he didn't see him and started running around and extending the play, and that's when Henry came off the cut and they jammed into each other. So I think if he had made that play a little faster, they probably could have picked it up there with Smith, but since he didn't, he was running around. Those two banged into each other, and you're right. I mean, that was embarrassing. The spacing on these plays, the spacing, the spacing on-, on these routes is terrible. I- I- maybe it was Max's fault. I don't know. Maybe it was a, a formation schematic thing. Then on the second third down, you have some sort of screen pass that Mac is obviously trying to throw. It looks like he checks to it, and nobody's looking for the ball. Everyone's blocking. These are your two <laughs> first third down plays. Like it's that was huge, his first pass attempt. The, the, the he game, ended up chunking it right down to Ramondre Stevenson over the middle. You're playing Joe Burrow. Yeah. The, the playoffs are on the line. You're coming off a horrible game. You're at home, Christmas Eve, whatever. And those are your first two executed plays on third down offensively. I, I'm just, that's just sickening. I, yeah. I can't. St- I can't stand it. As bad as it seemed, the first half really was. It was worse. Um, it really was. Did you want Bailey Zappi at halftime? Were you Were you thinking it was time for a change? Or no. no? Uh, Turpin. No. Really? I I, I, just I told was. You. I'm I, not an on Zappi. You're out on Zappi. No. The, the only thing that I wonder about with Bailey Zappi, they have like ten yards at the half. The only thing I wonder <laughs> about is, do, do they call different plays? Like, are they going to let him throw the ball under center more? Are they going to utilize play action more? If that's what they need to do to call those plays, or or for Matt Patricia to get out of his own freaking way, then fine, put him in. Mm-hmm. I, but if you want to sit here and say. Bailey Zappi's better than Mac Jones, so I'm going to put in Bailey Zappi. I cannot subscribe to that yet. I can't do that. Fair enough, but I think the way the offense looked in the first half, you can't really get much worse than that. I mean, they didn't turn it over. You know, it's not like he was throwing a bunch of picks like Tua at the end of that Packers game, but it was just going nowhere. I mean, it was it was stuck in the mud. There was nothing happening, and I understood the frustration of the fans, and I certainly understood what Cower and uh, and Boomer were talking about there. If he had gone to Zappi in the second half. I don't think there would have been a lot of resistance. I don't think that the fans would have been like, oh, no, 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 you can't do this. No. Oh, what a bad choice. No, no, no. I think even the Mac supporters and the defenders would have been like, well, yeah, I mean, look, look at what he did. Look at that half. It was terrible. Um, as it turns out, Jones was better in the second half. Um, how much better was he in the second half, though? That drive that ended with the Bourne touchdown I thought was terrific. The other one was a third and 29. Yep. 
that was a Hail Mary, basically, that this Washington guy uh, batted into the arms of Jacoby Myers. It was like a little immaculate reception tribute, you know, by a, by a JV team. That's <laughs> what it sort of seemed like. Uh, but it was a nice little play. It was a nice little touchdown. It was exciting. Fun to watch. Uh, but I sort, of, I sort of feel like the second half was better than the first half because how could it be any worse? But it was really just one touchdown and one extraordinarily lucky play. And, again, this team's had some bad luck, so I'm not going to say, well, you can't have lucky play. Of course you can. But, you know, people going on and on about how great the second half was, I just sort of feel like that was a huge part of it, and that was a third and 29 huck it up there, which, by the way, Mac Jones twice in this game, twice in this game, I think proved Bill Belichick wrong. Uh, when Bill said he can't throw that far, remember, on the Hail Mary yep. at the end of the Vegas game? I think there were two throws. That was one of them. Um, and the other one, what the hell was the other at one? At the end? To Thornton. Oh, to Tyquan yeah, yeah, right. Thornton, which he dropped. Uh, he was on his own 35, and Thornton dropped it, I think, at the 13. So I'm no math major, but I believe that's over 50 yards, and it's just something uh, worth pointing out there. How about the defense uh, in the second half? The defense shut him out in the second half. In the first half, that was as bad as the defense has ever looked this year, including against Lamar Jackson, including against really anybody. I don't think, I don't think anybody made it look as effortless going up and down the field, chunk plays, short plays, run plays, play action, didn't matter. Yep. Uh, every single thing that Burrow and that offense tried to do in the first half worked. And the other thing that I can't get over, and I know Justin alluded to it, and it's just the Kendrick Bourne thing. Mm. The Kendrick Bourne thing forever baffles me. Yeah. Because it feels like since the guy arrived, he has been your most consistent playmaker. In terms of, at least out on the outside, I know Jacoby Myers is nails and he can, he's reliable and all that, but in terms of a little bit more of an explosive option and consistency... Bourne has been right there. Bourne has made big plays going back to last year. And you've got all this change. And you've got all these things happening with the coaches and what you're trying to do this year, coming into this year. And the guy gets put in Siberia. Like, I'll never understand that. I've never gotten a good explanation. I mean, Bill Belichick sure as hell didn't offer a good explanation. And every time he comes in, it feels like good things happen. Just kind of like the opposite of John U. Smith. Like, every time he's around the ball, it feels like bad things happen. Bourne feels like good things happen, but he's playing 40-something percent of the snaps. Yeah. So that I, I'll never understand that. It was nice to see him have some production. And once again, he's running reverses production. He's going deep production. He's catching touchdowns. Red zone production, which God knows they haven't had. Yeah. He makes a play in the red zone. He makes a play down the sidelines in the fourth quarter or whatever. I think it was the fourth quarter where he made the catch and they overturned it and it went the Patriots away. All these things make me wonder out loud, like everyone else, why isn't this guy participating more in the offense yeah, but, you know, doesn't matter. We're just what's best for the team. 617-779-7937. That is your phone number here. It's Christian Arcan, Mark Dondero, taking you up until 6 o'clock. Mac Jones joins us at 3. Uh, let's go to Matt. He's in Rhode Island. He has a thought on the uh, last possession. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, how you doing, guys? Hey. Um, I'll be really I'll be, oh, hello? Oh, I'll be really interested to hear this uh, interview with you guys doing Mac Jones. To hear if you ask some tough questions. Um, I do. Before the last drive, I just want to point out that I was really hard on Mac for not putting a, a more effort on the when uh, Chandler Jones made that play with the game on the line. But he certainly ran downfield and took one of the biggest cheap shots of that guy Eli Apple behind the play, trying to take his knees out. That was a that was a BS move, man. And uh, you know this goes around the league. So I mean, Max and I really have to consider that. All right, thanks for the call, Matt. You're not the first person to say this. In fact, it's been. Uh... It's been a pretty loud. There may be discipline coming to Mac Jones for, uh, and we'll ask him about it. We'll ask him about it at three o'clock. What happened on that play? I'll tell you what. It's a tough play to defend. 
Uh, I watched that play a few times, and it wasn't the last possession of the game. That was that uh, it looked like a fumble, but he yeah. sort of pushed yeah. it. It kind of you know awkwardly came out of his hands. They ended up calling it an incomplete pass, and they had whistled it dead already when that linebacker, forget who the linebacker was, was running it back. And, yeah, Eli Apple was sort of trailing the play, and Max saw him coming, and he just got low and psh, torpedoed right into his uh, right into his knees, which it wasn't. It wasn't whistled. There was no penalty on the play. He got penalized later in the game for, uh, for I don't know, just throwing somebody off the pile or something like that. That didn't get penalized. But Florio and a couple other people are saying he may get disciplined for it, not expecting a suspension, but uh, potentially a fine. And Mac Jones, like it or not, is beginning to develop a bit of a reputation around the league for stuff like this. You saw a lot of those, you know, play the Brian Burns play last year, um, a couple of times where he slid and maybe kicked up at people, and uh, and now this. I'd say this is probably the worst one out of those. The Burns one, I mean, he's trying to he's trying to take the guy down, so he sort of twists him. That's kind of boilerplate, I feel like. That happens a lot. Uh, it's not quite as often that you see a guy on a dead play like that way behind the play just really, you know, torpedo someone right uh, right below the hip. So, I mean, that, you know, listen, we'll, we'll ask him about it for sure. Uh, I didn't think it was a huge difference maker in the game, but it definitely sort of goes to show that Mac's not afraid to mix it up a little bit, you know? Like, that's a nice way of putting it, but, I mean, that's uh, that, that, was, that was a tough one to defend. I had, I had no real defense for it. No, and I've always appreciated the fact that it appears Mac Jones is not afraid to get up in somebody's face and, right. you know, get a little whatever you want to call it, ornery or aggressive or whatever, but that, I don't know how you defend that. I mean, and honestly, that is not the reputation uh, you obviously want to have, and it doesn't help right now. You know, you got all these things circulating about the offense and the struggles, and you're trying to win, and your your, your playoff chances are on life support, but you still have a chance to get into the playoffs. Now there's a narrative out there that you're a dirty player and people, you know, some people on Twitter are putting together a compilation of your dirty plays. Yeah, there's like, like three. You don't, <laughs> I, you know, I get that, but as a quarterback, yeah. like that's, you know, you're not supposed to have that many dirty plays as a quarterback. He's not Rodney Harrison. No. So, But honestly, I don't care. Even if he is a dirty player, like that doesn't matter to me unless he starts getting other guys hurt. Unless the defense is like, okay, we're going to, you know, really do something extra on you or we're going to take out one of your guys over the middle because you're out there doing that dirty stuff. I haven't really seen that happen because there's only really three examples and one of them was last year of him even doing this stuff so i don't know i mean is it good is it great and maybe it's sort of tougher to market a guy like that who does dirty stuff but if he's out there playing well like who cares like it doesn't that doesn't matter i agree with that yeah i'm just saying i don't think that it just doesn't help you know you have the narrative out there it doesn't do anything but it's just more negativity swirling around the fact that the team is not playing well that the offense isn't playing well so this i mean that's the wrong type of headline to make like i want the headline that says four touchdowns no interceptions 380 yards and a win but we're not getting those headlines so that's what's annoying about that just after the tough loss the tough start and the tough performance overall throw that on top it's just a bad culture mix for the Patriots right now. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, 617-779-7937 is the phone number. We'll talk a little bit more about that Mac Jones play next segment because uh, it wasn't wasn't just us talking about it. You had a lot of uh, a lot of national people speaking up, ex-players. Uh, Eli Apple certainly had something to say about it. Um, he wasn't happy about it, and uh, Mac Jones will find out what he has to say about it today. Uh, we'll also see if maybe at some point today we hear about uh, any discipline that comes with this, because there could certainly be a fine or a suspension announced here during the show. And if that happens, we'll let you know about it for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think the uh, I think the overall the overall picture of this game for Mac Jones is going to be looked at as one that was one of his better games this year. 
just if you look at the stats and you look at the box score, I think you can sort of make the argument that 21-33 for 240 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks is a really nice day for him. And in some ways, I think you're right. You know, in some ways, I think just getting those stats, no matter how they come, that's a good thing for Mac Jones, and that's really all you can focus on, especially after last week. But all in all, I mean, this is this is what we consider a big week for him now, isn't it? Like this is a 240 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Like that's considered a bit, and he and they still lost the game. Yeah, like uh, on on one of his better games. That that hurts, you know. Like knowing that he put together one of his better stat lines and they still lost is uh, does sort of give the season sort of a hopeless feeling. Yeah, better stat lines. Yeah. I think that's more of the way of saying it. it. Better games. I didn't feel like it was one of his better games. Um, I, I you know I'll give him credit. He's not making. Uh, the mistake in terms of interceptions. I'm not feeling like that's going down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not happening as much. It's not happening at all for the most part. But again, like, where does the like? Is it his fault those receivers are running into each other? Is he not making the right calls at the line, the right audibles to get guys in the right position? I thought he did make a couple of uh, play call changes in the first two drives. Uh, there was one where you could see him all sort of stop, and he like put his hand on his head, and they all looked around. Uh, someone went in motion, and then it seemed like they like shifted. Like they were doing something, like they identified something and they tried to uh, and try to do that. I don't know if that was Mac doing it. I don't know if it came in from the sideline or what. But it seemed like they were trying to make an adjustment at the line. Which earlier this year, I mean, the offense was so rudimentary, like you didn't even see that. You know, so at least there's some sort of development there. If I'm thinking ahead, if I'm thinking about this game against the Dolphins, because I'm watching what the Dolphins are doing, you know, Tua, yeah. you feel like there's going to be opportunities, especially when you consider the Patriots' defense and how they've been playing. There will be opportunities to make big plays in this game defensively if you're the Patriots. If your offense can strike at any point, you're going to have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do differently in this game? Okay, because even when they were running the ball well and they were a running team, I didn't feel like they were utilizing play action enough, well enough, and that it was enough of a weapon for them when they were running it well. I feel like they're not running it as well right now. Yeah, Damian Harris has been out. Ramondre Stevenson has sort of come back down to early. He hasn't been quite as um, the super... The superstar level type looking guy that we thought, not that he's a superstar, but he looked really good, like a star, like one of the best backs in the league. I don't know what they're going to do differently because I thought if they were going to do something differently or if I was going to look at it and say, huh, that's new, that's a different thing, different vibe I'm getting. I thought I would have seen it now in the game against the Bengals when you're playing Burrow, who's better than Tua. They didn't see. I didn't see it in that game. How am I going to see it against Miami? They have to show something different. If they go out and do what they've been doing, it's going to be the same story. Yeah, probably. Um, Tua Tagovailoa had one of the most impressive meltdowns I've ever seen yesterday. Uh, so we'll get to that in a little bit as well. What did you guys think about right before the half? Uh, there's a little slant they throw to Jacoby Myers. They call a timeout, and then they kneel it out. Did that? Did that like disgusting. bug anybody else? It's like, disgusting. What are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, that's just disgusting. <laughs> What'd you call the timeout? For? Why? It's like you have no idea what you're doing. It's like you have no. You never coached before. After the game, Bill was like, "Well, we uh, saw what what yard line we were on and decided it was too far." It's like you had to take a timeout to decide to see what yard line you're at. Like, what, what are you talking about? When they when you're down and they say, "Okay, first and whatever from this yard line," that's when you know what yard it is. I know you're trying to stop the clock and everything, but you ha- you know where you we know what yard you're on. <laughs> and also, what's the difference? You're one yard up or one yard back. You still know if you're going to run another play or not. Like, I thought that was so weird. I just thought that was such a strange thing. And then in the second half, this I thought was devastating. I thought this was the most devastating play of the whole game, honestly. Uh, Mac Jones on third down, I think it was third down, uncorks one to Tyquan Thornton. And it was a beautiful throw. It was one of his best throws of the day. Yeah. And it was a deep throw. Thornton beat his guy. It might have been Apple. I forget who it was, but he beat his guy. 
and it just clanged right off his hands. And that, oh, my God, I thought that was so devastating for a couple of reasons. Number one, how often do they ever connect on that play? And I don't just mean Mack and Thornton. I mean Mack and anybody. How often do you see that play work for this team? And they had it. Oh, they hey, dropped it right in his basket. Um, number two, uh, Mack had such a bad first half and they were chanting for Zappy, and that would have been a great way to just shut everybody up and say, hey, no, I'm the quarterback. Look at this. And the guy drops it. And also for Thornton, I mean, my God. I hate to say it because I know he's missed some time this year, but starting to look like another typical Bill Belichick wide receiver draft pick, which is to say not one that's going to be in the league all that long. And, I hate, you know, that bothers me because he's got some tools. He's fast. But I sort of want, you know, Bethel Johnson was fast. Yeah, like, there's right. other guys who've been J- fast. Jackson, the, Chad Jackson. Sure, you know. And, and again, I don't know if he's him. I don't know what he is. But I know that right now, so far, he's, aside from that one game where he had the two scores, I think against Cleveland, he's been a non-factor in any of these. This was a second-round pick. Yeah. And other guys who were drafted after him are out there making differences in Pittsburgh and other places. So that's that's another thing that sort of bothers me about all this. And I thought that that drop of his was just, oh, it was devastating. Think about it. If, they, if he had caught that, then they probably would have at least had a field goal there, may have gotten in the end zone, could have swung the whole game right there. You know, if you score 18 points, that's where you start. And, uh, you know, then it's suddenly 24 or 25, assuming they you know, miss the extra points again. But that's that's where we are. And uh, it, it's these, these type of plays that you sort of look at and think, man, you know, if this team was just one play away from this, from that, from this, uh, this season would be very different. There's another one right there. Tyquan Thornton makes that catch. That's probably a different outcome in that game. Especially with this team, you are scratching and clawing for any positive momentum, anything yeah. that can shift. What, what does Jalen Brown say? Uh, the energy's about to shift. <laughs> right. That's what you need with that offense. That could have been something that did something along those lines. Shift the energy. Change the dynamic, the perception of that game. Increase confidence, whatever it is. And, and we just heard Lawrence Guy tell Fitzy and Andy, it's never going to be perfect. There's always right. going to be things that don't work. You can't, if you're the Patriots and you're playing the way you're playing, let those opportunities fall by the wayside. I get the kid's a rookie. He's been out, but that doesn't matter. He's not, it's not an excuse anymore. It's late in the year. You need to have it. You have to have it. That's, what you're, that's why you were drafted, to make that play. And, yeah, that's, that was a devastating play. You guys I ever think- seen a punter go to punt? And the ball just slides out of his hand like that before? What happened I've there? never, ever seen that before. On, it pop one in any level of football. I've never seen the guy catch the ball, go to, like, start his punting motion, and the ball just drifts out of his hand. It was almost like a drop kick. <laughs> yeah. That was so weird. I've never seen that before. Oh, that was fun. I was like, what's he doing? Is this like a Doug Flutie play? Like, what is this? Uh, 617-779-7937. That's the phone number. Uh, just some of the fun that was the uh, first half of yesterday's game. When we come back, um, we'll talk more about that Mac Jones uh cut block because while in real time I didn't think much of it, it is probably the, uh, well, I don't know, the second most talked about play behind the fumble uh, that people have been reacting to today. And nationally, it might be number one. We'll get to that next. WEI, WEI, New England Sports Original. We're back. It's Arcand and Don Darrow on WEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. They got to suspend him. That ain't yeah. no block. You can yeah. injure that man. You know you don't cut no man it's knees, Mac Jones. What the hell are you doing? It's terrible. If, if, if I'm all defensive players, first hey. chance I get, I'm going to knock his block off. Hey, can you remember a quarterback being no. branded as a cheap shot artist and no. a dirty player? No. no. Because he has pulled that off. Yes. He's got a reputation. Yes. Now. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the phone number. Sports Radio WEI Arcan Dondero here with you till six o'clock. We'll talk with Mac Jones in about uh, ten minutes, a little more. 
And uh, we'll ask him about that play because that play has been the talk of uh, well a lot of national shows. That was uh, Skip and Shannon right there. We got a little bit more audio of Ryan Clark, which we'll play here in just a second. He called him the Grayson Allen of the NFL. Um, uh, suspension? Is that a suspension-worthy play? No, there's never. He's never going to get suspended for that. He's not going to get suspended. Why not? Because the NFL doesn't want him suspended. With Miami coming in, the playoffs on the line, they're not going to get that guy suspended. And I don't know if it is a suspension-worthy play. I think it would have been different had Eli Apple gotten hurt. He didn't get hurt. Um, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think the NFL wants him in. Did you think that was? Did you think that that was a uh, incomplete pass? No, I thought it was a fumble. I kind of thought it was a fumble was too. A, he was, his arm was going forward, but like the ball, it was so awkward. And then awkward. when you actually saw the ball come out. It wasn't really thrown out. It just kind of went out, you know? Like, yeah. I, this was hard to say. So, I, in real time, when they sh- slowed it down and replayed it, I was like, fine, I guess it's a pass. But, uh, yeah, I, at the time, was like, oh, man, this is, uh, this is a fumble, and this is going back the other way, and could this game get any worse? And I didn't, even, I didn't even notice Mac doing that. I didn't even notice him in real time no. uh, doing this. It, it was wasn't until they went back and showed it, and, oh, look at this awful play from Mac Jones. Um, one thing. And I'll, I don't know if Max is going to say, I don't know what he's going to say. But I do know that whenever there's like a turnover, an uh, interception, a fumble, whatever, guys on the defense start looking for the quarterback. Yeah. Like that's, that's common, you know, they, because when else do they get to really have a shot at him like that? So they'll, they see him coming, they'll try and light him up. Um, and Mac probably thought, up oh, here comes Eli Apple is a turnover and he's going to try and get me, so I'll get him first. And if that's the case, I mean, Mac Jones has shown that he does have that sort of survival instinct, like I'll do whatever I got to do, except in the Chandler Jones play, he couldn't really do much there. But uh, most of the time, I feel like he does do what he has to do. He does try and, you know, uh, protect himself on a slide when there's a lot of defenders around or uh, in a situation like that where he thinks a guy might want to come light him up on a on a turnover. He, you know... <laughs> he sort of strikes first. Uh, those sort of things aren't necessarily, I don't know, I don't know that they're necessarily uh, dirty plays, but sometimes reputations just happen, you know, even even if there's not that many uh, examples or if it's just as many examples as you find from somebody else, but they weren't as prominent, then all of a sudden you have this reputation. I don't think the reputation matters unless uh, teams start retaliating and doing cheap stuff to the Patriots and sort of getting them back and saying, well, it's because Mac did this. I, if that happens, then fine, you deal with it, I guess, but... I don't know. It's the NFL. I feel like there's cheap shots and crap like that in every game from every player. Like, who cares if Mac does it once or twice? Like, it's not good, but yeah. he didn't get penalized. didn't hurt the team, so who cares? No, I, it's overall, it's not a game changer. I can't sit here and tell you. I mean, I don't know if you were trying to defend him or play devil's advocate there. I, a little you bit. Know, if he wanted to... It was a bad play. If he looked up and saw a guy kind of near him and thought that he was a target, he could have run the other way. He could have peeled off. He, could, he didn't have to dive at the guy's... I mean, it looked pretty deliberate, so I... But like you said, ultimately, I don't think it's that big a deal. Like, the guy didn't get hurt, which is the most important thing. I don't think it's going to be this, like, what, a guy's not going to come to New England right. and play for the Patriots because Mac Jones has been tabbed a dirty play. Like, none of that matters. Um, it's I just think, it, though, you know what's the worst thing for? Patriots fans, really. That's mm. all. Because it, it's like your team is getting crushed for losing, and they keep losing, and then this comes up where it's like the quarterback, on top of all the losing, is dirty. It's just like another annoying headline that you're watching and seeing. So, uh, big picture, I don't think it matters. I can't really support the play. And like you said, we'll ask Mac uh, his interpretation of what happened. But 
I don't really have any good way of defending it. It looked pretty yeah. just unnecessary. It was a bad play. Um, Ian Rappaport in Pelissero tweeted earlier that uh, Jones will be evaluated for a possible fine but not a suspension. Um, Rappaport also had some breaking news here in the last 10 minutes about Hunter Henry saying Henry, who was dealing with a knee injury this weekend, considered day-to-day he's sore but has a chance to play against Miami, which, I mean, great. If I felt like they were using him at all this year, if they really had any way of, of maximizing his uh, – red zone uh, capabilities or anything else, you know, once in a while they'll throw to him down the scene. I feel like once every four games he makes a big play down the seam and that's it. Do you think this and is the also, rest of the time I feel like you don't see him at all. I wonder if it's all stemmed from the offensive line. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if they have such little confidence in the offensive line. That's why they're always out of shotgun. That's why they're always trying to protect. Maybe that's why they're relying on Ramondre Stevenson so much yeah. and trying to throw the screens or pass. Like, it's just all coming back to we don't think we can protect anyone. We don't trust the line. And that dictates the entire way we call the game. Yeah. Uh, Mac, I thought, had decent protection. Not great, but certainly not the worst we've seen. No. And that's a pretty good Bengals defense. Uh, you know, I thought that Bengals defense was came as advertised. We talked with um, Petralia. Uh, you weren't there. I think it was on Thursday, um, the day before we did our show Friday. And he was Trags like, yeah. Back. Trags, I know. Yeah, that's geez. what I said. I was so excited. Uh, he Trags was like, listen, this de- the offense gets all the headlines, but this defense is good. And they were good. Uh, second half, I think they made some mistakes, had some lapses. So did the Cincinnati offense. But the Patriots, you know, it was a comeback. It was a uh, It was the type of comeback I wasn't necessarily sure that they were capable of making and what broke my heart the most about that Stevenson fumble was that they had everything right in the palm of their hands you know it seemed like wow they're really gonna they're really gonna come back against the Bengals and keep their playoff hopes alive and with the you know Dolphins losing really take a step towards that they're gonna do that. they're gonna have Mac Jones's first career you know fourth quarter comeback and then it just, you know, like they just keep getting closer, 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 and then bam, the, the bottom falls out. And you I, mean, know? I would have loved to have seen, I would have loved to have seen it oh, transpire. So and, close. And not, not just because the win would have been huge. Yeah. But then where would the narratives have gone? What would the team, what would the dynamic within the team have become? You know what I mean? Because all of a sudden you just, you, you know, you could talk about bad losses all day, but you just came back against one of the teams that we put in the top four, the elites of the NFL, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Eagles. They, I mean, they were in that top tier. You come back from 22 down with the playoffs on the line and beat them. I mean, that's not nothing. That would have been a huge step, a huge moment, a huge statement, all of the above. Instead, none of that is discussed, and we're just here. Yeah, Merry we're Christmas. just uh, just here wondering how this team's still alive, and they are still alive. The Dolphins losing, and just not just losing, but losing how they lost, and we'll talk about them later on in the show. Uh, but the Dolphins in that meltdown by two attack of Iloa. Mac hasn't had a meltdown like that this year, has he? Is it a three interception and one I, half? I don't know if he called game the like that game a meltdown. He was trying to make. Were there three picks in that game? He had two, right? There was two uh, at the end. Two or three. I don't. Maybe remember. he had three. I forget. But they, that it didn't, it didn't happen like that. It didn't yeah. happen like they were. They were chasing in that game. Yeah, and he did have three picks in that game. You're right, but uh, it was also less. You know, you didn't you didn't blow it like uh, like Tua did. They were leading in that game. They were leading in control of that game. Yeah, and uh, gave it away. And, and spectacularly. You know, Mac has never had Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle and Gusecki, and so right. that's a factor. Yeah, it certainly is. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. That is the phone number here. We got room for you on the phone lines, and we got room for Mac Jones, who joins us next. 
Greg Hill Show. Is there something in particular you saw from Mac this week that allowed him to really have that success attacking down the field? Well, again, a lot of that plays into the, the play and how it's covered and what the matchups are and so forth. So that's what he wants to do, and that's certainly what we want to do. Did you miss something? Listen to the podcast presented by City of Boston Credit Union, uniquely Boston, on the Odyssey app or at WEEI.com. The Greg Hill Show, morning 6 to 10 on New England Sports Original. WEEI. WEEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.